This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show, the best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Vendis, joining us here at Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal? The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Yo, what up? Happy Friday. It is the Jason Walker Show. Inside the major mortgage man cave and a big show coming up turn the music down a little bit we're going to chat with kevin flato he is in studio and uh, i'm going to give him a hard time about being an official because it's he's never happy on the basketball floor and uh i want to know why is it just because he works with rob tesh a lot or it, it, i mean we're going to get to the bottom of why flato is always upset during a basketball game in the frontier conference Plus, we're going to talk some fun stuff, like Stuff the Bus, which is um, actually really needed. A uh, bunch of conferences dropping stuff today, and uh, there's a whole lot of information coming out. One of those is the Cascade Conference, and uh, they announced today that fall sports will be suspended and till well, well, we'll get a guy to talk about it with us. How's that? It is the commissioner of the Cascade Conference, Rob Cashel, joining us. Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. How you doing, sir? Hey, thank you, Jason. Doing good. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to be on. I, I heard on your uh, on your promo, Flint Rasmussen on on the air, and Flint and I went to college together at Western Montana. I was going to ask that because uh, Flint is uh, he's friends with everybody. It seems he, he really is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we were in college at the same time at Montana Western before before he became famous and the rest of us just uh, got became working stiffs, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, Rob Cashall joining us, the commissioner of the Cascade Conference. Um, real quick with Flint, was he always funny or, I mean, was he just? Oh, yeah, all, always funny. I mean, and, and quick. I mean, so witty and, and uh, yeah, unbelievable. Um, he, he definitely is using uh, his God-given talents in, in the right area. He he was always just a, a riot to be around. We were talking, too, off the air. Uh, your cousin used to be the sheriff in Gallatin County in Bozeman area with uh, Jim Cashel. Great dude. Yeah, yeah. Jim was the uh, sheriff there. I think he did four, maybe five different uh, different stints there, or, or uh, I think it's a voted position. And, and uh, yeah, he retired a few years ago, and I think he and his wife and Diane and family are still there. He's got kids uh, all, all over the country. But, uh, yeah, great guy and, and glad he appreciate all the service he did for, for uh, Montana and law enforcement. And, yeah, great guy. Absolutely. Uh, uh, all right, let's talk about the news um, that came out today. And, and it's not unexpected. It still sucks when it has to be announced. But the Cascade today announcing that they're going to move the season from the fall. So volleyball – cross-country soccer and golf and try to do it either in the winter or the spring. Um, tell me the the reason behind it and, and how hard was it to come up with this decision? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, all summer, just like most uh, athletic conferences, we've been really pushing towards uh, what do we need to do to have fall sports back on campuses. Um, we are uh, one of the larger uh, conferences in the NAIA, uh, not only in numbers, but also in uh, our geographical footprint, um, which in many, many cases, that's uh, a real positive. In a case like this, it, it creates a lot of challenges. Um, we have schools in Washington, Idaho, Oregon, uh, associate members in Montana. We also have an associate member in British Columbia. So you know we were we've been monitoring all of those uh, those spots in relationship to COVID, um, you know four different state regulations and different hot spots and everything's doing it by county and so we've been we've been really pushing hard uh, to try to have uh, something that that looks realistic for our student athletes but 
uh, as everything began to surge uh, more recently in the last several weeks and, and um, schools in, in several of our communities, not even out of uh, what we would consider a phase one and, and not even able to, to, at this point, be cleared to open their doors. Um, our, our council of presidents just felt like the best thing we could do at this point in time would be to delay uh, and, and try to give a, a sense of hope to everybody that, hey, we need to get all of this under control. Um, our goal is to provide a real robust uh, conference schedule and a conference championship in, in, in winter and spring. And if that means uh, if that means we have to forego a national tournament, um, then our, our presidents were you know w- willing uh, to make that decision because we think it's the right thing to do. Commissioner, when we, I mean, it's such it's such a tough decision. We're seeing conferences all over the country now um, dropping and postponing or moving fall sports or just flat out canceling. Um, I know you want to try to get this in, but how feasible will it be to play these other sports on top of what's going to happen in the winter and spring? Hopefully, that they get to have seasons. Yeah, you know, it, it's definitely a daunting challenge. I mean, uh, all of our schools are, uh, you, you know, we're not a, we're not a, uh, what people see on television from the standpoint of, of, you know, ESPN and what you see on uh, NCAA Division One. Uh, schools, we're not fully staffed with, with a lot of people. We don't have, you know, five, six sports information directors. Many of our schools, are, you have one sports information director. You're lucky if you have more than one athletic trainer. So we know mm-hmm. it's going to be a challenge. Um, but we also think that, you know, the health and safety of our student-athletes, and really, to be honest with you, the campus community as a whole um, is something that we have to look at and and. Right now, our council of presidents, at least in the in the Cascade, their main focus, Jason, is is making sure that they open their campuses to on-campus learning in the fall, and and anything that might detract from that or might force them to go back to a, a strictly online education delivery model is really detrimental to their mission. And uh, so, yeah, we we think even though it it presents a lot of challenges. Um, we feel like if, if things can clear up, uh, whether it's better information, whether it's better treatments, whether a vaccine might come out, um, we think we have a better chance of dealing with those things than we do with such uh, unknowns going on with intercollegiate athletics right now. Cascade Conference Commissioner Rob Cashel, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. A couple final questions for you, but we know that, you know, Carol, Providence, Rocky are associate members in soccer and softball. Uh, but then we've got, you know, in the frontier, associate members in Eastern Oregon, College of Idaho, uh, Southern Oregon, just to name a couple, that uh, for football, how does that, does your decision have any effect on potential football season decision, or is that strictly on the frontier? Or how much have you talked to Kent Paulson, the commissioner of the frontier, about this? Well, matter of fact, uh, before you called, I was just on the phone with Kent. Uh, he and I talk pretty regularly. Uh, about all this stuff, and and uh, I, I would say that our decision um, certainly uh, it, it doesn't require the frontier to make a similar decision. Um, uh, our schools are not uh, the, the schools that have football um, and that compete in the frontier are free to make the, whatever decision they think they need to make in relationship to to their conference. Uh, so we didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about that from a standpoint of of. You know, does our does our uh, decision require anyone to do anything uh, in another conference? Will it influence it? I'm sure it will. Um, we are hopeful. Uh, we believe that the NAIA is probably uh, the national conversation is moving more towards moving championships to the spring for all of our sports. So we're hopeful that that happens from a standpoint of being able to offer all of our student athletes a championship opportunity. That may or may not happen, um, but uh, our, our decision was really based around our conference sports uh, in the CCC, knowing that those schools that have football would have decisions to make that really are outside of, outside of our purview. How much um, influence will you have on those schools, though, because the majority of them play the majority of their sports in your CCC? Yeah, or is it going to be up to the presidents and, and, and the frontier ADs and stuff? 
Oh yeah, that'll be that. That's a decision that those presidents and and the Frontier Conference will need to make. Um, you know, we we, uh, we work really well together. Like you said, we have associate members uh, that are full members in the Frontier for most sports, but compete in in the Cascade for for a few, and vice versa. We have uh, a few of our schools that are in the Frontier for football, but. Um, from a uh, from a legislative and from a governance standpoint, um, they're they're very separate. Rob Cashel, our guest here uh, on the Jason Walker Show, Cascade Conference Commissioner. Um, this is a tough time, and nobody knows what the future holds. Are we sure that we're even going to have a basketball season in the winter or wrestling? No, uh, we're not, um, and and I think everyone's hopeful. But you're exactly right. We we don't know. Um, just like I think, um, I, I don't know very many people, if any, in intercollegiate athletics thought that we would be still at this point and maybe even at a worse point than we were in March and April from a standpoint of, of uh, COVID cases and, and the different uh, state of affairs, if you will, in, in, in states across our country. So um, that's a crystal ball that everyone's trying to look in and no one has the answer to. Final question for you. Um, I got to ask this too because the NAI made the decision to cancel the national basketball tournaments back in March. Is this decision by the Cascade? Uh, obviously, it's approved by the NAI, but um, is this a trendsetter? Because are we going to see more of this uh, without the NAI having to make the blanket decision on its own? Well, I, I think you might. Um, I know uh, there's another conference, the Red River Conference, which uh, made the same decision. Um, and they have schools in Texas and Arkansas and, I believe, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already uh, – uh, they also announced uh, today that they are suspending uh, fall with hopes of doing it in spring. And then there's a scattering of probably, I think, around 15 schools um, that are members of conferences but independently have said that they're, they're stepping away from fall sports um, so I, I do think you're, you're, we're probably likely to see more uh, make this decision uh, than not in the, in the coming days and weeks. Well, I can tell you what, I wouldn't want to be Rob Cashel or Kent Paulson or Jim Carr uh, to make any of these decisions right now because uh, you're not going to please anybody and everybody, but uh, I think you're making the right decision um, for the safety of students and student-athletes and, and staff. I mean, let's not forget, you know, it's not everybody's an 18- to 22-year-old. Yeah, and that's a great point. I think uh, one of our presidents made a great, uh, great point during one of our conversations, and and the comment was, is uh, you know, uh, we're offering N95 masks to our faculty and staff if they if they are fearful and and if they feel like they need them. And how do I look those people in the eye and say then I'm going to send forty, you know, forty of my soccer players or a hundred of my football players across four state lines and then back to your classroom? Um, you know, it's it's quite the juxtaposition for those presidents to be in, and 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 uh, they're having to, to look at that through a pretty wide lens from a from a standpoint of, of health and welfare of not just student athletes, but the the whole population uh, uh, of of all of the students and the faculty and staff on their campuses. Well, it's not going to be uh, easy, and uh, you know, you have enough trouble with softball and uh, British Columbia and borders and snow in the spring, and hopefully, you're able to get uh, good weather in the spring. We'll get, get, uh, be able to get all of this stuff taken care of. Uh, appreciate you joining us, uh, Cascade Conference Commissioner Rob Cashel. Uh, take care, and uh, hopefully, we see you down the road soon at a sporting event. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. That is uh, CCC, Cascade Conference Commissioner Rob Cashel, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's a tough decision, and I, like I said, I would not want to be in the shoes of commissioners, presidents, or um, anybody right now having to make these decisions. And there's more. You know, the, the Colonial Athletic Association of the FCS canceled today and just didn't postpone to the spring. Their whole fall sports season is done. And that includes James Madison, who is a preseason number two, in the country, and uh, the last team other than North Dakota State to win a championship on the FCS level. There's something like 37 of the, or 34 of the 127 FCS schools have dropped fall sports and canceled football, and that's, uh, that's telling. That's like 27%, which means we're not done. We're going to see more of this. Uh, I think the frontier will be soon. 
The Big Sky Conference, I believe, by the end of the month will make the decision that they're not going to be playing. If you look at the Cascade Conference, and like Commissioner Cashel talked about, with all of the schools and all of the states involved, not to mention British Columbia, uh, the Big Sky is a lot bigger. And you've got states, and, and we talked about it yesterday too with the Frontier. you got kids coming from states and teams in states that aren't open yet. So I don't know how we're going to have fall sports season. It sucks. It absolutely sucks, but we'll uh, we'll try to plow our way through it. Uh, appreciate Commissioner Cashel joining us on short notice. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And when we return, let's see if I can show the pit. Yep, there he is. He's got his hat on backwards. It is Kevin Flato. He is going to join us next. You don't have to wear your mask. Uh, he's going to join us next on the Jason Walker Show. Stuff the bus. Big campaign coming up. And we need to stuff the bus in Lewis and Clark County. We'll talk about all that. Plus, why is he so angry on the basketball floor? Because sometimes he's actually a nice guy. But why is he so pissy all the time on the basketball floor? We'll talk to him next. Have you thought about buying a home? Because sometimes he's actually a nice guy. Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing. But it doesn't have, have to be. Have you thought about buying like a major mortgage home? Exactly nice with guy. all your mortgage well, needs. One of the most important purchases is your service. Man, we would love the opportunity to help you today. But Give J.R. McFadden an MLS like number on 46357. A call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. love being number one when your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks do you love to look at photos of montana from animals to landscapes and more are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices well look no further than mark larroe photography Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the treasure state from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. MarkLaRoePhotography.com Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rockers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rockers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show, Major Mortgage Man Cave, a finally Friday. Now, we've got some great guests lined up for next week already. Dave Thorvalson will join us, Jordan Hansen from the Missouli and Kent Paulson, Commission of the Frontier. Um, there may be a governor joining us and not Steve Bullock. Darn. Um. 
we got on this day in history still to come, and a whole lot more today. All right. Good music. All right. Let's get to it. He is um, he's a great official, some will say. He is um, he was a pretty good athlete back in the day, in his day, which wasn't too long ago, but it's getting longer and longer. Um, I'm trying to figure out other ways to introduce this dude, other than the fact of just saying our guest on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline is none other than Kevin Flato. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I always <laughs> wonder what this looked like in the man cave, and <laughs> it's a little, it's it's tiny. It's a great spot, though. Yeah, I like all the MSU stuff. Go well, Cats! I'm, I'm, yes, there you for go. Sure. Um, I don't have any bulldog stuff in here, though. That's right. Okay, uh, pull that up a little bit. The mic, not your mask. The mic. I'm not going to enforce the mask rule. Okay. In my house uh, or in my studio. Um, so Kevin Flato joining us here, and uh, we're going to talk about something important to start with because this is just to me this is one of the biggest things that this county has to do and that is stuff the bus and uh, take us through it and what it means and uh, why it's so important so yeah stuff the bus is uh is a non-profit organization going on 18 years and i got to give a shout out to my my good friend joyce who said this year it's kind of stuff the envelope um, Stuff the Bus historically has been, and, and thanks for the intro, our community has done an amazing job of uh, supporting education here in the greater Helena Valley with school supplies historically in the past going on 18 years. And with COVID this year, things look a little bit different. Um, our our board or our, our members, which I'm a part of, uh, made the decision in the spring that it might be smarter for the health of everybody to get away from physical school supply donations and move that more towards monetary donations. Um, And then our plan is to take that money, buy school supplies in bulk, and still try to make that happen. Um, You know, our community, a lot of students, a lot of families rely on student, uh, excuse me, school supply donations. It's kind of an expense that goes overlooked sometimes. Uh, Being in the schools, uh, families come across hard times, whatever. And uh, so we we support a lot of uh, families and a lot of students. And so this year we're looking for more more monetary donations. And Valley Bank, who's one of our main partners, um, shout out Valley Bank, uh, they are matching, actually, up until August 7th is my understanding, they are matching um, donations up until August 7th. So oh, sweet. really hoping that our community can once again go out and support Stuff the Bus and do it in a little different fashion this year. Uh, excuse me, Kevin Flato joining us here. Um, this is important for a variety of reasons, and it's always important each and every year. But like you said, with COVID and not knowing – whether we're going to be in class, which we'll talk about in a second, or not, and kids still need supplies. Kids still need all sorts of things. Absolutely, and you know that's a great reminder of some families have lost their jobs through this whole situation. That's you know the family dynamic is changing all the time. Um, and talking with Mary Anderson today, she brought up a great point as well that you know what that what that money might go towards with whether we're online, whether we're offline, school supplies, sanitary items. You know, a lot of that is kind of to be determined like so many other things, you know, talking with uh, Commissioner Cashel with sports, but school, you know, nobody really knows for sure what's going to happen. And this whole thing is evolving so quickly. So that funnels down to the schools as well and, and how we may use those funds, whether it's school supplies or online stuff or sanitary items or, you know, being in education, you can always use that extra support. Oh, absolutely. Um, teachers uh, deserve Teachers, to me, are like um, law enforcement. They need all the help and all the money they can get. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Um, uh, Kevin Flato joining us here on the Jason Walker Show in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. So normally you would literally stuff a bus, right? Yeah, so... um, But this year it's a little different. Yeah, historically it's been, you know, we have all these great partners in our community, um, different places people go. They can buy school supplies. They can bring it to um, the box, different boxes set up. And then the bus goes around like the second-ish week of August and collects all those school supplies. And then like the third week of August, um, there's a whole host of us that go to, we unload the bus, we organize it, and then we kind of take supplies for our individual schools. 
So this year, yes, it's definitely going to look different um, with just the unknown of the virus and being on different substances. We made the decision this spring to really shoot more towards monetary donations. And last I heard um, in the email, we're about 40% of our goal right now, which is a little bit, you know, it's so unknown, we don't really mm-hmm. know. So once again, wanted to reach out and thanks so much for having me on to kind yeah. of get the word out of, you know, this is a very important thing for our community, for our kids. Um and, and once again, we're so thankful for our community and the support they've shown in the past and just kind of trying to double down on that effort. So how can people donate? Just yeah, go to Valley so, Bank? or yeah, Valley Bank or uh, Valley Bank, again, super generous. They're matching donations through mm-hmm. our, uh, August 7th. And then if, if people out there are really set on physical school supplies, pencils, erasers, um, crayons or whatever, um, Power Townsend is accepting Oh, cool. School supplies, kind of, we do have one location there. Oh, cool. Um, and school supplies, when you talk about it, it's literally everything from pencils and erasers pencils, to... erasers, binders, paper, crayons, glue. I mean, you go everywhere from kindergarten up through 12th. It looks <laughs> yeah. a little bit different. Binders, backpacks, yes. All right. Uh, how how much time have you... Okay, when you were in school, how much, how much glue did you put in your palm to wait to dry before you could peel it off? Peel it off. So, like my principal, Cal Boyle, said, I, my ADD is pretty bad. So, <laughs> like, I'm a total fidget, glue on the hands, peel it off. Like, So you still yeah. do this? Yeah, I'm still doing it right now. Like, I'm talking to you, I'm online, I'm doing this, but I'm looking at the cats thing yeah. and the Tennessee. Yeah. Like, I'm multitasking, which kind of leads into my officiating. Yeah, I'm able to do that. So, yeah, <laughs> spent some time with the glue on the hands. Yeah, a lot. Uh, a lot. Um, Mandy Carver's watching, uh, another uh, former uh, bulldog, Idaho State. Beaver and Idaho State. My college house, Nine Sky High, she was next door. Her brother Bryce is like in middle school. I coached her brother Bryce. He's the head coach at Hamilton now. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if her family was super stoked about like my generation college house <laughs> being at Nine Sky High right next door, but... Yeah, no, Mandy Carver. I think she's at Fresno State still. She's at Fresno, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to get her on the air soon because you talk about a, a, a girl that had, and I'm a huge supporter of women athletics in mm-hmm. general, but a girl that had an unbelievable playing career at Idaho State and then got into the coaching and mm-hmm. has just killed it. It's been really cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. I've never had the chance to ask her, why didn't you end up like Lady Grizz or Bobcats? But. Had a great career at Idaho State, yeah. for sure, and then has done amazing things. I follow her on social media. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked in years, but... Yeah, no, yeah. She, she's good. There's a lot of um, great athletes in Dillon. There's something in that water down in Dillon. Yeah. Yeah, there, uh, Dillon is... Uh, that's where I went to undergrad. You know, super blue-collar, work worker-like, you know, Troy Anderson type, you know, mm-hmm. which is which is right now. But there's been so many great athletes, and, and the, the high school program there... Basketball, football, track and field, I mean, all the way across. There's something about that community that produces some some great athletes for sure. <laughs> they definitely do. Kevin Flato joining us here in studio in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Um, all right, you also, a couple of serious questions here I want to stick with, aside from the stuff, the bus, but with COVID, and you're a counselor in the middle school. Mm-hmm. This is tough on kids. This is... Because we, as adults, don't know anything about this um, disease, but yet the kids know even less, and we're we're putting a lot on them. Take me through the physical and especially the mental aspect of of being a kid in this time of, of age. Yeah, so I think I, I think the unknown of it is huge. Um, you know, and then so I'm at Helena Middle School, so I'm I'm working with 11 to 14 year olds, mm-hmm. and and just developmentally their their ability to have awareness of of things outside their own narcissistic selves. Honestly, in a way, is tough, but for them to really understand the greater concept of things is really difficult. Um, they don't understand it, and then you take them out of their um, their day-to-day routine that 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 a public school provides, and I, you know, my experience from the spring was that was very very difficult on kids, um, just in general, all ages from from kindergarten through twelfth grade. Obviously, as counselors, we talk right. amongst the district of things that are going on, and um, and and all spectrums of kids, all socioeconomic status, you know, it, it affected everybody, and it's it's really got me worried, and and other. You know, education professionals worried about what is this doing to our kids long term. How much 
have you already talked with other counselors and how much will you do in the next six weeks? Because we don't know if we're even going back to school yet. So how do you prepare for both cases? You either are in school and you got to wear a mask all day. Good luck mm-hmm. with, you know, little kids trying to tell them that. But or if we're, we're back online, because then it becomes a parental issue as well. The layers are so thick on it. The dynamics are so thick. And to be 100% honest, for my own mental health, I've been trying not to think of it. But with the sports stuff coming up, obviously I coach football, I referee basketball, and that's a huge part of who I am as well. Um, and working with kids, I try not to think about it, but I have been thinking about it and kind of preparing mentally for the different scenarios. Um, you know, we have amazing leadership in the Helena School District, and I, and I know that they've been working overtime all summer to come up with a whole bunch of different scenarios of what if this happens, what if this happens, what if this happens. I don't know. You know, you just kind of got to roll with it, and it's the same message I share with kids all the time. You know, control what you can control certain things outside of your control you can't control and just try to stay focused on that and so i think as an educator we're all trying to you know deal with the uncertainty but we're trying to get ourselves mentally wrapped around you know controlling what we can control and and i think that's the on a on a deeper level that's what's really hard on human beings through this time for sure do you counsel with the teachers too because this was unknown to them in the spring. Yeah. It was, I'm sure, hard on a bunch of them, too. If you got to teach from home, and nobody knows how to do this yet. Yeah. Um, or is it? do you just talk to the kids? You know, I, I mostly spend a lot of time with my kids. Um, you know, we, we moved everything to remote Microsoft Teams, which is the equivalent of Zoom. And so that in and of itself doesn't really lend itself. You know, we have our neighborhood meetings. We have our leadership meetings. We have our... Are different meetings, but but just having that barrier alone is kind of difficult. It's not like, you know, having Dave Sturgar stop by your office and, and say what's up and kind of, you know, talk through things or different relationships you have with different teachers or me physically being able to go and know a certain teacher's on a prep period and, and stop in and just, hey, sure. how's it going? How's things going? You know, it's the technology definitely does have its limitations, and so some of that was probably limited as well. Kevin Flato joining us here. Uh, he is a teacher, counselor, official, um, and I was told to put a freshman football offensive guru oh, on your front on is your that, little is thing. That Cicero so I, or Matt Cicero, or Cicero, yeah, yeah. Um, top agent Cicero. Yeah. Cicero needs to advertise. You need to get on him for that. Century Twenty One, top agent, two thousand nineteen. Someone yeah. just anybody. Your, yeah. your other boss needs to advertise. Tesh. Right, yeah, he wanted a shameless plug today, Black Dog Florence. Yeah, well, that's his one. I'm going to charge him. I'm going to send him an invoice. You should. And uh, he needs to advertise. We've been working hard enough for him this summer. I mean, the well, wire, he can afford it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kevin uh, <laughs> is here in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. All right, um, high school football. Yeah. How are we going to approach this, again, not knowing what our future holds in the next six to eight weeks? Yeah, so, you know, it's been about a month. We got the okay to go ahead with off-season workouts. So, obviously, I coach football at Helena High as well. Um, and, you know, our staff has been approaching it as if we are going to have a season, you know. And, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is just how great it, it's been to get back working with our kids mm-hmm. and to see the numbers and to see the participation. You know, I think kids need this as much as as as, as anybody, and, and they've been benefiting from it. So, you know, we've been back working with our kids um, working in the off season as a coaching staff we were doing a lot of uh, zoom meetings trying to prepare for the season like we would any other season and we've been back working for you know it's been about a month and and that's all we can do you know there's a new mandate that came down from governor bullock with the masks and, and coach evans has gr- done a great job tim mcmahon of, of sending out emails really outlining what that looks like so we're ready for our camp you know next week coaches are meeting sunday night and we're just going to continue to push forward and, and once again control what we can control and and prepare as if there is going to be a season and and just keep fingers crossed that 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 we're able to have that season and that kind of our hopes aren't let down for sure uh kevin flato joining us here um steve keller just uh tuned in on the facebook he's a good dude he's a good dude you know him I and i coach. go go way back yeah and we used to have our issues, and then uh, a couple years ago, um, everything everything's fine. We're, we're like great, but he's on the show all the time. I love Coach Keller, but what was he like? 
Uh, coach Keller is the ultimate competitor, uh, fantastic basketball coach, um, very demanding. Um, he's just wired. You know, he's wired a certain way. You're about to ask me why I'm so serious. Well, you know, a lot of us are wired that way of of competing and, and being our best. Uh, you know, Coach Keller's a great basketball coach, uh, mm. very demanding, very, very alpha in that approach of, of wanting to win. Yeah. You gave him a technical in January uh, at Carroll. What did he say? Um, I'm not going to go there. No, I'm not going to go there. I think, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Yeah. It was bad, though. Because um, you, you teed him up quick. Yeah. Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. I, okay, let me ask you this. You yeah. are very – you're a great official, and we have some of the best officials in the in the Frontier mm-hmm. and, and Big Sky Conference, for that matter, but you're so serious. Yeah. A lot of the other officials, like when I when I used to do games, we could have fun. Like Dwyer, Tesh, we'd have fun with each other. Mm-hmm. And Ray, who's a great great official, mm-hmm. you were just you you're no fun. You don't like media. You were you just never had fun during a game when I was broadcasting. So yeah, I'm here. I like media. I'm here. <laughs> no. You know I'm. I, 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 I'm, I'm wired how I'm wired. You know, I, I take things very seriously. I'm very passionate about the things I do. Um, and I'm, I have I've, my, my self-awareness of that has for sure grown. Um, I've taken steps towards trying to have a better time. It's something I consistently hear. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing I preach to kids. Like, be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the version of myself, whether it's my, my upbringing or how I'm wired, um, it's just to, yeah, it's very serious. And sometimes it's, but I, I do have that light side of me that, that some people get to see, some people don't. And so, yeah. Um, Marine Boyle, who, Coach Boyle, who we all love. Oh, Teddy. Uh, she just said, a teacher doesn't give a grade. The student earns it. Kevin didn't give him that technical, so Keller earned it. Keller earns his tease. There's no question about that. So, yeah, I'm not going to comment on that once again. But, but um, Mo, Just in general. Co- Mo, obviously I work for her husband, Cal. Um, Mo has seen me plenty of times yep. not being very serious. Maybe she'll chime in and mention that. I have a lot of fun with her kids. How much? Okay, so how much yeah. when I was doing games – how much did you see me, like when you come over to make the call and I'm sitting there going, you know, it's travel or, you know, uh, how much did you see or if I'm waving like bad call? You know, the, the the common misconception I think with fans is they think we hear them, they think we, and we really don't. You know, we don't hear a whole lot. We don't see a lot of that. We're pretty dialed into what we're doing. Um, sometimes you will catch a little bit of, a, a little glimpse of it, but you know, we as officials a lot of times go into it knowing that we're the only three out there that are really going to be fully supportive of one another mm-hmm. and and support one another and love one another in that moment, and that just kind of is what it is. It comes with the territory for sure. Coach Boyle says she has no comment. No comment on your niceness. Come on, Tuddy. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Flato joining us. Um, and, and I'm not going to give you any crap about officiating because, you know, I talked to Tom Dwyer about this one time, and he said, he, he his mom was listening to a game that I was doing, and she goes, "Man, Jason was hard on you guys." He goes, "Look, there's three teams on on the floor. There's mm-hmm. the, the the visiting team, the home team, and the officiating team." He goes, "If if we got critiqued, you probably you know deserved it." So, and we talk about that, you know, as officials, we talk about there's three teams out there, and. You know, fans say what they're going to say. People say what they're going to say. And our only focus literally is trying to be the best team out there, sure. trying to get plays right, trying to be consistent, trying to earn respect. And and I don't know what other way to say it other than that. We put a ton of time into it, Absolutely. as do the other stakeholders in the game, whether mm-hmm. it's basketball, football, yep. whatever. You know, we put a ton, a ton of time into it. The other stakeholders do, and we're just out there trying to do our best, trying to remain consistent, try to adjudicate the rules as written. And um, it's a great challenge. And and some days we're great, some days we're not. You know, just kind just of just like broadcasters. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And I like. I mean, like I said, I when I was doing games, I absolutely loved it because you get, you know, after six years, there's a relationship that's built not only between coaches and players mm-hmm. and and everybody, but the officials. And I was able to give you guys a hard time. We always were um, very complimentary on the air um, all the time, and you guys listened to a lot of that stuff. And you know, and and, it, and what was nice is we're able to. 
help me become a better broadcaster because of things that you know I was able to ask the officials mm-hmm. like a Tesh or like a Dwyer mm-hmm. or sitting in the uh, uh, who was the uh, Matt Shoot sitting down at the mm-hmm. women's tournament in Billings. Yeah. Um, and it makes me better, and it just helps because there's rules that people don't absolutely don't understand. Yeah. And we're trying to broadcast on the radio what just happened mm-hmm. when nobody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of new rules each and every year. Well, it, it changes so quickly. And then, you know, you try to talk about officiating being black and white, right? The rules are pretty black and white. But they're not. you go to imply the rule, and then there is a level of gray. And I think the one thing that maybe drives fans nuts, um, drives coaches nuts, drives players nuts, is that, that inconsistency or lack of consistency of the gray area stuff. And so... You know, that is the art of officiating. I know Rob's been on and talked about that, and, and that continues to be the challenge, I guess, with it. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of rules that that the average person in the stands don't doesn't doesn't know or doesn't realize. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, for sure. No, and it's, uh, it's fun, and I'm not going to ask you anything specific to get you in trouble because I don't want to do that. But, um, like I said, I love the officials that are in the conference. I love to give you guys a hard time, and I love to give you compliments, and I think – you know, they're, the, the guys that officiate and the ladies in the frontier are some of the best in the country. There is no question about it. Absolutely. Because, and that's why you see someone from the frontier every year at a national tournament. Absolutely. I mean, you take a look around. I mean, two of my main mentors, Rob Tesh, you know, Tom Dwyer, they've both worked multiple state tournaments. They've both worked um, multiple NAIA national tournaments, mm-hmm. some D1 stuff, some D2 stuff. You know, I'll, I'll take our officials in the frontier, you know, in Montana up against anybody Absolutely, all day long. I love the guys I work with. Um, They're professionals. They work hard at it. Great people. I think that's one thing that sometimes is missing is you can't get to this level and do it unless you're out there being a good person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All the time. And, um, you know, we work hard at it. I don't know if the average fan knows that. I think the coaches respect it the same way we we respect the coaches and the players in return. Um, But I don't know if the average fan knows that, how much time and effort we really put into it because we want to be a solid stakeholder in the game as well. And and we're out there, you know, trying to do our best. And, And when we blow a call or we miss a situation or whatever, you know, I know personally, I'll let it eat me up as much as as what Jason Walker says on the air or what other fans say. You know, I'm a, my biggest critic, and I think most of us are like that. Um, I got to because I Rob Tesh talked about this when he was on with me before. His his uh, throwing somebody out in Northern, which was a, <laughs> a that's a fantastic story. What's your have you thrown anybody out? Uh, yeah, I've thrown a handful of fans out. Okay, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. I wonder, wrong with I wonder that. where I got that from. Probably Tesh. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, like I said, I, I, you know, does a great job. I used to, I used to follow him. I was a ball boy for the Bobcats back in the day, and I used to run up and down the, the football field mm-hmm. um, when he would return um, kicks and punts and stuff. Yeah, he was a lot. He of used people, to be fast. A lot of people don't know uh, the type of football player and just overall athlete he was. You know, and and it, there's one thing a lot of people don't know what kind of human being he is. I mean, you talk mm-hmm. about I've been very blessed with some amazing mentors, whether it's as a school counselor or as a football coach or as a basketball referee. But I'm not sure I've had a bigger mentor that's meant more in my life than Rob Tesh. And you know, some people know, some people don't. Just the overall amazing human being he is, and athlete that he was at, at Montana State and basketball official and. Football coach and flooring yep. expert and whatever he moves on to next with the with the adrenaline fundraising, you know, he'll kill yep. it at that as well. Hey, do you what's the biggest difference for you from going from high school games to college games sometimes on back to back nights? Because the rules sure. there's a lot of difference. Yeah, so high school and, and women's to men's, I'm blessed to be able yeah. to work women's basketball as well. Um, you know, a lot of it's the pregame getting your mind wrapped around it. Um, you know, the play's obviously a little bit slower plays are a little bit different partners are different getting them really you know so when i work high school it's more leadership role of getting my crew and their mind wrapped around what we're about to do and points of emphasis and where we need to be and where we don't need to be um high schools yeah there are differences um that's a great question i don't know I, i would say just getting my crew ready to rock and roll i like that um coach keller by the way said he earned that tease so there you go you did. Yeah, you see, did. That's right? the thing. You know, <laughs> that you respect is is all. All. Yeah. Hey, there's no. But there's so many great co- coaches in the Frontier Conference, and absolutely. And yeah. you know, we saw 
a bunch of changes a couple of years ago on the men's side, but you look at the women's side, these coaches have all been here forever. And and it's awesome. And then, you know, on the men's side, there's some great coaches and, and it's just it, it's so much fun to cover that conference just because of the coaches, the coaches, and then and then just the play as well. I mean, the the frontier is such a competitive oh, league. Yeah. You, you hear high school kids kind of sleep on the frontier a little bit. I want to go D one, whatever. You know, I, I had a conversation with a couple former Helena High kids that that are flirting with it. I'm like, you gotta be good, man. You gotta you gotta really be able to be able to play in the frontier. And then, yeah, our, our coaches in the Frontier, both on the men's and the women's side, you know, tons of respect for, for all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're out there um, recruiting, coaching. Um, any given night, you know, anybody can beat anybody. Right. Um, you know, absolutely. I know you're going to have Coach Pauls- or, uh, Kent Paulson on yep. a little bit later. But, yeah, Frontier is, is absolutely, and you see it at the national tournament, you're in, you're out. Well, and I was going to say, if you're a kid in Montana, really anywhere, and you're you're downplaying the Frontier Conference, mm-hmm. and, or even the Cascade, let's be honest, um, you're missing out because if you want a chance to go to the national tournament, if you're going to choose Cats, Grizz, or Frontier, mm-hmm. I'm going Frontier. Yeah, I mean, I can totally see, you know, I was I was a Division One athlete once upon a time for three semesters and then and then transferred, and no regrets about that. I, I totally get it, wanting to go D1, and, and if you have that opportunity, for sure, go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never, I would never say not do it, but... You know what the frontier has going on, and and NAI. There's there's amazing, you know, there's amazing opportunities out there, and I had an amazing time playing. Um, I, I know a lot of my friends and my peers had an amazing time playing, and yeah, you look any year on the women's and the men's side, you know, three, four, even five, five, five teams, women's teams, yeah, on the women's side, yeah. like definitely, you know, there's some great basketball being played. Well, those days are over with the uh, the the way that the NAI has changed now. But okay, a um, couple final fun ones for you. Sure. Favorite gym to officiate in? Man. Uh, Northern. Northern's Everybody says Northern because it's it's a great gym. Something about that place, I don't know if it's the darkness, you, you drive. You know, the, the, one of the hardest things about officiating is the travel. You know, you mm. get off, you get off school, you hop in a car, you drive three hours to Northern. You know, once you're on the floor, the adrenaline kicks in and, and it's awesome. And then you drive home and you're tired, you get home at one thirty. maybe get up, go to work the next day. But, you know, Northern's awesome. Um, they're, I, I, yeah, I, I say anybody says Northern. Something about it, the High Line, the way that community rallies yeah. around their team. There's something about that. Yeah, but I enjoy working every – I just enjoy the opportunity to be able to do it, honestly. Worst place to travel to. And don't worry, nobody's listening. Um, I think like Rocky on a Thursday night or Northern on a Thursday night when you and then you got to come back. back and it seems like once a year and again I'm not going to complain about my schedule but you know once a year I'm I'm either at Northern Rocky on a Thursday night crawling to bed one thirty two up at school at seven thirty do my thing on a Friday and then hop right back in the car those are probably the toughest turnarounds yeah. and that's something that people probably don't see the average fan or, or whatever well yeah because the teams like you know carol you travel to billings the night before wednesday mm-hmm. you get you know a nice room in a hotel you spend the night you got all day and then you play and then you come home for sure but uh yeah you guys are traveling day up there's no hotels for you guys well yeah and then and then doing your real job which is yeah number one to me i mean dealing with some serious stuff on any given day and, and making sure you're taking care of business there and then hopping in the car yeah you, you definitely got to be focused and dialed in and 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 you know, the other thing I think about officiating, a lot of people don't understand, is that something's got to give. And for a lot of people, it's their relationships, whether it's their their spouse, their boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend, whatever. And so, you really have to have all of life really dialed in to be successful at it. Um, what? Okay, when you played, what was your favorite place to go? Probably Carroll, just because it's my hometown. Okay. And you know, back then it was a pretty good rivalry. Um, Still is. It still is. <laughs> it still is. But there was definitely like kind of a chip on your shoulder to come back and yeah. and, and not that uh, Coach Turcott gave me an opportunity to play. Like to be quite frank, I went to Western when I transferred from MSU because Josh Keller and Randy Rinaldi and Brandon Day were there. Sure. And I just needed to be around my guys at the time coming from a situation I was in. But um, yeah, I always loved coming and I always played really well coming back and, and playing at Carroll. That was probably was, my favorite. Who spot. was coach at MSU? Uh. I got caught up kind of between the Cliff Heisel to Mike and Kramer, Kramer transition, yeah. So you had the uh, the O and eleven season. Yeah, as a part of that. Yeah, I, I did PA year. announcing for that. You did, yeah, because I started in '96. 
mm-hmm. and it went through. I did ninety six to o two, and then oh, I don't remember o three. I was no o three, and then I would missed o four and o five. Came back o six to thirteen. Yeah. So was it as miserable for you as it was for? Oh yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of misery up in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you treat the officials when you played? You know, my dad was an official growing up, and so I was kind of taught to treat him with respect. Um, one of my greatest stories ever is I did get one off on Rob Tesh my senior year. Um, it was rocky. Um, it was We were playing at Western Homecoming. Josh Keller balled out that game. He had like 35. Um, and, yeah, I got, I got a comment off on Rob, and, and he knows it to this day, and it's so fun to remind him of it every <laughs> couple times a year. Yeah, I definitely got a comment off on him for sure. Uh, That's back before we were as close as we are now. Okay, well, yeah, you work for the guy. How how hard is it to um, – who, well, wait, who gives – who loses the the who loses it quicker? You who has more of a hot temper? You or Tesh? No, Tesh for sure. Because he's real he's, quick at he, giving he's the tease. Evolved a lot though. He he's, has grown he's up. Evolved a lot yeah. for sure. No, he's grown up. Yeah, you don't sure. have to say. I mean, and that's you know we're, we all should be trying to evolving. What, <laughs> you're too serious, it's... even now. <laughs> you're not going to say anything to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> all right, favorite crew to officiate with. I mean, it's got to be my guys, Tesh and Dwyer. Okay. You know, those are guys that, that have been so instrumental in my development as an official and as just a, a human being and a person. Me and Tom played high school together. Um, and so just the familiarity and the trust we have with one another. But on any given night, there's so many great officials around the state. You know, my guys up in Great Falls um, yeah. probably take a close number two, Bo and Ray. You know, we became close. Um and there's just great officials everywhere. On any given night, you're going to work with guys in the frontier that that you know for sure you can trust. And Ray is great. With. Yeah, Bo scares the hell out of me. Why? He's he he looks like a freaking marine. He's see, and that's the thing is is people label me if you don't know me. I'm pretty introverted, honestly. If you don't know me, like I'm pretty introverted, and then I'm six six two twenty, like whatever. And but it, I don't I don't know if it's always fair. And I'm pretty serious, but that's not really who I am all the time. And Bo's the same way. Bo is Bo's awesome. Bo's a kick in the pants. He's got guns, man. He does. Yeah. He's, he's is worked. he the is he the best built official? Um, I don't know. He's worked hard at his fitness. I know for sure. Like. He, I know that for a fact. He, he's worked really hard. Um, best built. I don't know. That's a tough question. I don't. We all. I mean, that's part of it. Is you got to be in shape. I mean, right. that's a motivating factor to work out year round and to stay in shape. And it's kind of a lifelong sport, I guess, in a way. And a yeah. lot of us are former athletes, and so it comes pretty easily. Yeah. No. He. Bo is. Bo is. Bo is ripped. Um, well, I haven't seen him shirtless. I mean, you guys have, but. Yeah. Bo's a good dude, man. Bows are great race, and like I said, you know, some of the girls too that officiate are fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, and they're getting better and better in the frontier. There's no question, no question about it. Um, how, do you, how often do you officiate with the Cascade guys? Because there's some mean ones over there. They remind me yeah. of you. Yeah, um, especially LC State games. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, probably. You know, we got we got some guys down in Southern Idaho that I'll work with. I'm not sure if they're in the Cascade, um, and then some guys out of Spokane. You know, probably three or four or five games a year. Because you guys always, do the crossovers, about, right? Yeah, it's always a nice change-up, too, because you get a different perspective. And then, you know, the best is the locker room talk leading up to the game of what's going on, what plays have you had, you know, showing clips, talking philosophy. I mean, just continuing with that growth mindset. I think that's some of my favorite moments being an official is the car rides and the camaraderie and the the talk pregame, you know. And, and then just to, just to talk about... You know, how's life? How's, yeah. how's, how's your family? How's, how's your job? How's your career? You know, that's the important stuff. You know what's cool for me is to be able to send you guys videos and say, okay, give me your, give me your call on this. Sure. Block or charge. Yeah. And uh, there was one this year, and we're not going to talk about it. It's specific, but there was one this year that lit up the Internet, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I sided with the officials that said it was a charge. Good for you. See, yeah. you're See? growing and evolving. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know about growing. See, I can't grow. <laughs> I am not six six. Um, all right. Getting back to uh, stuff the bus mm-hmm. again. How can people help? 
Uh, people can help just by, you know, Valley Bank's been one of our, our main sponsors. Um, they're matching donations up until August 7th, I believe. Um, you can go to any of the branches, um, and that is that is so crucial, so important. And our community has been so amazing at supporting that back in the day. If you're dead set on buying some crayons or pencils or erasers or paper or binders, you can for sure take that by Power Towns, and that's another one of our main partners, sponsors as well, um, up until August 7th. And then just keep your fingers crossed that we're able to have some normalcy school year. I mean, I know it's a huge stress on a lot of families. This this time is absolutely crazy, um, not only with, with sports but as school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it was great to have you in to get that opinion of the counselor for the kids. And uh, we forget about that sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of people lose sight of public education, and it provides so much more than just an education. It's it's a home. It's camaraderie. It's socialization. It's it's getting your basic needs met. It's being being surrounded by supportive adults. It's so much more than just education. And, and when we're online, you know, the main takeaway I had, I think, in this last spring is so much of that is stripped away, and it's tough. It's tough on everybody. No sure. doubt about that. I mean, this is it's just a crazy time. Well, we appreciate coming in. Now, i got to get you and Tesh and Dwyer all in here together, I think. You know, we're on the internet, Dwyer so I want a whole different dynamic. You want to talk about me being too serious? He's like the antithesis oh, of that. I know. So you know, you get us together. I think Rob, you know, Rob puts us together to work in the summer a lot, and we we get stuff done. We do a great job, but there's. Do you guys fight? No, there's a lot of fun being had oh, and okay. screwing around. Okay. Mostly. No arguing. Yeah. Uh, really. I'm going to tell you. I'll, I'll tell you off the. I can't say. I can't say it on the air. Uh, it involves a word that that got me fired. Uh, but Dwyer um, dropped some some bombs on me one time on the air during a game. Yeah, his his filter's not always great. Um, He's really good at the not crowd mic. Great either. Yeah. No. Yeah, you gotta be careful of that hot mic. The I'm one sure. thing I wish I had uh, was a microphone on Tesh. It was a Carroll game a couple years ago against Western, and it was like there was like five T's in the first half, mm-hmm. and he had called. Keller and Carson Cunningham together at midcourt, and I, I wish I knew what that conversation what sounded like. Because to be a fly on the wall on that one, man. Well, yeah, and there's a, there's a picture out that out there of that. He's got that picture, and there was actually somebody, some anonymous person sent a meme that was hilarious. <laughs> I got to see that. Yeah, Tash, you got to send that You'll to have me. To ask. But you know, we're all very competitive people yeah. out there. You know, that, that situation just kinda outlines that and that's what sports well, and athletics are and that's what great that's what that's what's great about it. Look at it. those coaches, but, look at those players, those teams. I mean yeah. there were so many there was such a great talent on those teams that Absolutely. You know, you're trying to win a frontier conference yeah, title. And the competitiveness that goes with it yeah. is that those are some of the, yeah. the situations that happen and you know, if COVID's taught us one thing, it's it's Hopefully we have those situations moving forward. You know, I mean, I'm a, a year without sports, or it's mm. it's really hard on a lot of people. Are you going to have to officiate with a mask? Gosh, I haven't thought about that. I would. I mean, if that's what it took, I would do it. I mean, it means that much to I think all stakeholders. You know, we're we're talking about you know the new mandates of having to work out with masks. I mean, I think I think we as athletes and and people in this this realm of our culture want it and need it that bad that that I think we will do it if that's what it takes, you know. I think it's that embedded in our culture of of being an American or just just being an athlete. Yeah. Well, people tell you to hide your whistle a lot, so yeah, maybe I hide it under there and just hide it under up and down and hope I can get through the game. <laughs> See how that uh, works out. <laughs> Kevin Flato, um, get a hold of him or uh, get down to Valley Bank if you want to help stuff the bus this year for uh, Lewis and Clark or for Helena schools. Um, but man, uh, it's been fun having you in here. You can come back anytime. Thanks. Yeah. Next time, be fun though. Anytime. I'm trying. Trying my Just best. Just laugh. This once. is as laid back as I get. It's July 17th, so <laughs> it doesn't get a whole lot less serious. For me oh, anymore. there you go. It's time to start getting focused on uh, on seasons. That's the that's it. That is Rob, not Rob Tesh. That is Kevin Flato joining us here on the Jason Walker Show uh, segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture and Mark Laroe Photography. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Wrap things up on a finally Friday. Stay with us. 
Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Dinner's Done Right is open and ready for you to stop in and stock up for the summer. How does a Big Sky Flank Steak sound or a Sage Roasted Pork Loin? June's menu also includes a Parmesan tilapia and a variety of fantastic chicken cuisines and more. And if that's not enough, Dinner's Done Right's Grab and Go Soup Salad and Nacho Bar is back as well, with one exception. The delightful staff now will make it for you. And don't forget deliveries to Bozeman and Great Falls on select days. Stop in at 1212 Cedar Street in Helena or visit dinnersdoneright.com. I'm done with this. Thinking about trying something new? The Montana Air National Guard has so many exciting career fields to choose from, many that can open up opportunities in your civilian life. The best part? You'll be getting paid to learn a new trade skill right here at home. What are you waiting for? Let's get you in school and get you paid. Contact Lee Fecto at 406-788-8962. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Oh, final segments on a finally Friday. And uh, Kevin Flato's still stuck around. Just because I couldn't get downstairs to let him out with dogs and all that stuff. So Anyway, uh, but he wanted to see what it was like hanging out in the man cave anyway, so there you go. This uh, segment also uh, brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. We went a little long in the last one, so uh, all of our great sponsors. In fact, uh, we showed you this photo yesterday, and it's actually... Mark took this picture, and um, it's beautiful. It's from Ennis, July the 3rd of this year. If you want to buy that, you can. Go to MarkLaRoePhotography.com. You can't have this one. This one's mine. I bought that one, but MarkLaRoePhotography.com. All right. Um, just real quick, let's get to, uh, let's see. On this day in history, well, we talked about some of the other ones. Cascade Conference canceled its, uh, uh, moved its fall sports to spring, hopefully. Uh, but the CAA canceled today. You've got a whole bunch, uh, Red River, from FCS to NAI, and we're not having a football season, folks. I'm sorry. It's just I don't see how it's possible. 
And we'll talk more about that Monday. Uh, Dave Thorvalson will join us, Carroll College women's soccer coach, because the Cascades decision uh, impacts him immediately. Uh, Jordan Hansen will join us as well from uh, the Missoulian. Uh, today is July the 17th. It is National Peach Ice Cream Day, which just sounds disgusting. Which favorite ice cream? Chocolate chip mint. Okay. Mint? Yeah. Oh, gross. Um, chocolate chip's good. Yeah. Rocky Road. I've been more into Ben and Jerry's Hagen dazs lately, though. Oh, okay. Um, Tash must pay well if you can uh, get the Ben and Jerry's. Just Not well enough. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to he needs to advertise so he can um, pay more. I don't know. Anyway, uh, where are we at? It is uh, also National Yellow Pig Day. Don't know what that means. World Emoji Day, National Lottery Day, and National Tattoo Day. It's uh, there's some stuff happened in Wimbledon on this date, 1882. William uh, Renshaw beat his twin brother Ernest again in 1885. Defending champ Maude Wilson beat Blanche Bingley. But then the next year, Bingley defeated the two-time chap, Watson. And in 1894, Blanche Bingley, who then got married, Hilliard, uh, won the third of her six Wimbledon titles. 1902, the Orioles would forfeit to St. Louis, having only five players available.